Hey guys, welcome to Wedding Pros Podcast. We got some really special guests today, the Hans from Hustle and Flow. We're really excited. But before we get into that, definitely hit the subscribe button because we got uh, Henry Martin's on next week. We got a couple other awesome people. We're going to be at WPPI. Uh, we're going to be doing some cool product stuff down there as well as we got a bunch of interviews. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff you don't want to miss, right, Jared? Yeah, yeah, pretty exciting. Um, and if you're attending WPPI, make sure you... Uh, yeah, hit us up. Anyone who attends WPPI yeah. who listens to this can be on our podcast. So just come to our suite and we'll interview all of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be a one hour session where everyone's in the room and we'll do a podcast with a big gang of people. Yep. And we're going to also, if, if you're just, you know, not able to attend, we're going to be doing a ton of um, interviewing of people at their booths and kind of that whole shebang. We'll you know, probably we'll break. That's interesting. We'll probably break nothing interesting because Fuji and uh, and Sony are not there. Yep. As well as Canon, not yeah. there. No, Canon is there. But Canon's Canon doing the the Japan release the same week, right? Uh, the, the weekend. So we'll see if Jay allows me to go to Japan to uh, check out that new camera. <laughs> that... <laughs> no. Yeah. Not a business expense. Yeah. All right, guys. So let's get into it. So what's up? We got the Hans. How you guys doing? Hey. Hi. <laughs> How are y'all? Thank you guys for being on. This is, uh, you know, been a long time coming. I've been really, you know, putting this on the calendar and, and marking it down. So I was Instagram stalking you. Uh, well, we're excited. We kind of we're, we're slowly becoming sort of like a podcast whore. So we're, 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 we're always <laughs> good. Good. I heard Gary V talking about podcasts the other day, and he's like, "That's the median." He's like, he he made everyone in the room stand up, and he said, "Everybody here who listens to a podcast now, stand up." Now, everyone who didn't listen to a or podcast three years ago, sit down. The whole room sits down. So it's like wow. this big revival medium. So anyway, now we're jumping on the bandwagon. I love him. <laughs> no, I, I love podcasts. I was, I was a big avid radio show listener, you know, in my younger years. So I, I and I still do. So it's fucking awesome. I want to launch our own. But we're oh, and disclaimer, to... we, we, we curse and shit. So yeah. I hope that's okay. Yeah, no, we, we were like. I almost was like, are we going to explicit rate it? It'll be edgy. <laughs> no, but we, we welcome people being themselves on our podcast. So, yeah, um, uh, we don't we don't curse just for the shit of it. It's just, you know, if it helps emphasize the message. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so tell us a little bit about the Hans, right? What do you guys do as artists and, and how long have you been doing it? And tell us a little bit about, about that. Well, uh, wedding photographers yes also photographers uh dabbled in fashion and editorial before we started as wedding photographers so we did have experience photographing and telling stories fake ones but you know they helped you know transition us into becoming storytellers for wedding <laughs> photography i guess you could say um yeah as much as you could story tell in a wedding day sure yeah um, well we we don't get me started on that one because same <laughs> i'm like a story has to have an arc so yeah, a beginning, a middle and an end. Tension, sure. okay. Any problems happening? It's like, you want to go see a movie that was just an upward trajectory. Everything just right. gets and better, better, best. better. And then it's the best. And then the credits roll. Anyway, moving on. So, uh, I'm doing it about 10 years. Um, been in the game for quite a while. Uh, we are the, not the norm in wedding photography. I guess you could say we are the type that love to go out there and shoot weddings all the time. Uh, we're the studio known as averaging 75 weddings per year and we get called insane, nuts and crazy. But I mean, we just love weddings. So I mean, that's why we do what we do. 
Yeah, and we had our business figured out to be system where we didn't feel like we didn't have any free time. Yeah, I mean, wedding photography was our business and mm-hmm. and our art was us going out there photographing and providing one hell of an experience and then con- continue delivering that experience post-wedding day, you know, not just like, you know, it wasn't so, it was systemized in a way, but you know, like we just love getting to work and getting to party and getting <laughs> yeah. paid to party and make great money while doing it. Do you guys have associates? Um, we used to. We used to. We had a team of what, six? Eight. Oh, eight. wow. Eight, eight more video. Video, yeah. We had two videographers. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. We, about we were a full photo and video squad, yeah. Yeah. That's and uh, we, we usually just can that mainly because um, it's just, it, it got to be a lot in terms of managing, you know, human beings. And honestly, we just, they grew and they started their own thing. Yeah, they started their own businesses yeah. doing really well. Yeah. That's, awesome. That's kind of where we are now, where we, our business, Stop the Love, <laughs> is shooting a ton of weddings. And really my job nowadays is really just like people management. It's just moving pieces around, making sure that people are developing, making sure that people are happy. And, you know, it's it's part of the, the conversation that I don't think gets talked about a lot. Like, People will, will, you know, kick it down the road. But like, you know, I started this business to be a creative and now it's like all people management. So I maybe shot two years last year. I shot a little more because we sure. had the situations. Yeah. But I maybe you find your outlets for sure. eight weddings. Yeah. In 2018 out of 121. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. So. Like we did 40 or 50, which is our low year for us. Sure. Yeah. And we still had associates still shoot. Yep. Well, 75 we used to do. We used to Me do 75 you. on our yeah, own. Yeah. And then we brought on associates. We went down to 40, 50, and then the whole studio went up to about 120? 120, 130 ish. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, you know. Isn't that weird? Like, everybody I know, that 120 number, it seems to be like the sweet spot, right? For I studios. Agree. Like, yeah. I don't. I would, my dream is to do like 350 and I'm like, how the heck would I ever even manage that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not like the actual work that ever scared John and I, like going out there and shooting. It was the management. The yeah, management. It was the management. Well, customer, client, man, it's so much. You'd have to have such a good studio manager who like literally was you. Yeah. We, we just yes. hired a, a studio manager this last year and she's really just outward facing. So she's just client relations, like able to get to people immediately. And then, you know, I manage more of the team nowadays. So this was kind of a role that we recently transitioned to another person. And, you know, just that, just the outward facing is like tough. That's a tough spot that we've yep. been in. And, yep. you know, it's just a learning process and you have to work with them. It's pretty much doubling your work for a while and then they eventually get it. And she's been awesome since then. So since she first started, but so um, the client experience stuff and the studio stuff and the art, I mean, we all like to hustle. You like to hustle. So I felt like kindred spirits a little there. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I started kind of like Jared met you guys at a workshop um, in Brooklyn and he was like, Oh, you got to check these people out. They're so much like you. <laughs> and and I was like, uh, it's just like verbatim things. I was like, this is Jason talking from the stage. <laughs> That's amazing. You don't meet many people that like feel the same way we do about things. So this is really great. Yeah. Well, I think it's just uh, like it's there's been a taboo of like calling us business owners, yeah, and yeah, yeah, entrepreneurs, and we are business led wedding creatives. You know, like yeah. and not the other way. Around, well, I know. think I think people. I think people feel bad about this part of themselves. Like I know for me, like a long time, I would always feel guilty that I wasn't as effusive as other people. I wasn't able to be this type of person. And yet I would do things and I would succeed. 
And I'm like, well, it can't be all bad because like I'm able to do things well and I'm able to accomplish things. And I think the industry, because it's a people business and I think it's a little, unfortunately, stereotypically feminized in a bad way. I don't think in a, I don't think that to me is not what a, per, a girl is like, but this it's feminized in a way that everyone has to be like, hi, welcome. It's like all frills and everything is this way. And I think we've just moved that into how we train wedding creatives and, and, and ultimately like, a lot of people feel bad that they actually don't know how to run a business and, and we don't want people to feel bad. We want them to buy our workshops. So we want to sell them. All you got to do is believe in your dreams, chase, chase the rainbow and work 20 days a year. And I think it's nice when you hear someone who is like, that's great. Believe in your dreams, chase your dreams, but also like it need you got to have some practical steps and systems to actually accomplish them and get there. And like talking on both sides of the issue, which is be creative, be inspiring, treat people the right way, customer service, but also like, you know, respond to emails and have a website that makes any sense. Like, like that's step one, you know, uh, and also like, okay, 15 weddings. Great. Like, okay. Unless you're charging like 10 grand, you're making 150 K gross. And then, What's gross? What's gross income? What could, what? Right. And then let's just say you live in a state not named New York, where they take 50% of your income automatically right off. The- so then you're making what? $78. And everyone's like, why did you move back to Florida? We're like that reason right there. And then all of a sudden you, know, you have expenses and you're like, oh, I just made $58,000. And I'm like, for that, just go work somewhere else. Go, go work at Amazon where you'll get free time. You don't have to deal with clients and yeah. you just like, show up to work and you get a one hell of a benefit and then photograph eight weddings a year. If you feel like shooting that shit yeah. and looking cool. That, that'll pay for your vacation. Just go work another job and shoot six weddings a year. You can go on any vacation you want. That is technically shooting less and making more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that John, like these podcast interviews really give a chance for you to showcase your personality. Cause it's amazing. You're not on Instagram. I love it. That, that concept needs to be, you know, like, like 20 weddings a year. Sure. Sounds great. Uh, look, there's this, this myth, there's this myth of shooting 20 weddings a year from like these like big timers, right? Like, so we've been in the street 10 years. We've been rubbing elbows with people that are shooting these high end super luxury weddings, charging 25, mm-hmm. or 30, 40 grand a day. Yep. But what they don't tell you is that they're not shooting one wedding day. They're shooting the rehearsal, mm-hmm. the wedding day, yeah. the post, True. the the wedding. So that's three events, three to four events per wedding event book times 20. We're looking at 60, 70 events that they're at physically. Yes. Well, right, and they're doing, one wedding, they're doing editorial actually, content too. Those people are, they yeah, are. freaking doing, grinders. So, Right. Like, I guess so if you're I feel looking like, at these like big timers that are like, you know, it's not 40 grand for 10 hours. No, it's 40 grand for a whole weekend. It's 40 right. grand for and, building up a reputation that those other people will never have. And the amount of pressure it dealt with that is, is, is insane. And you're telling me that this particular rich client is just going to hand you $10,000 to just show up on their wedding day. You More than that. No, And the, the thing that people don't understand is like, okay, so I let people complain about like, oh, here's my process. I'm going to sit down with everyone. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, th-. I'm like that person who wants to pay 40 grand is maybe never going to speak to you. Maybe, Ever. maybe yeah. they will not even one time, not even on the wedding day. You're right. the help. They're just, 
Right. You're just going to show up. So, and I don't, I respect that person's artistic integrity and their process, do whatever you want to do, but just know, like, if you're going to set up a process that requires you to have coffee with every one of your clients, you are never going to work less and get paid more. Well, thank you. Let's just, oh, I like these guys. Let's just apply, the, let's apply that process to a real life situation. <laughs> you go to a nice steakhouse, right? Do they want to sit you down and interview you before you pay for their fucking one hundred and eighty dollar porter porterhouse steak that you're about to eat? No. <laughs> no, they're just like, what? What is? What is it in that process? No, the person going in there clearly has the money to go eat the porterhouse steak. That's what they want. They want to go in and walk and eat and drink wine and be taken care of. They don't have to do an interview, sit down, get to know the wa- the maitre d', the waiter, the sommelier, you know, the hostess and the chef. I want to see if we're a good fit for you to eat your steak. Eat, for eat this, this really overpriced steak yeah. or what, you know, like, no, like, I think I've seen that process done at a sushi joint in New York one time and you spend four hours there eating it. But aside from that, like- Well, that's an experience. That's an experience, yeah. but- you, at the end of the day, you're a wedding photographer who's just there to no. click a button and, and don't look like an ass. Doctors and lawyers don't want an experience with a random photographer. Doctors and lawyers want no. good photos right. and they want, and I, so I, a wedding planner was talking to me, high-end wedding planner. And they're talking about, or no, sorry. It was a PR person. Yeah. And they're talking about, um, this planner in London was recommending a photographer and they said, hey, I really like your work, but I can't recommend it. And, and they were like, why? It's good. And they're like, I, I can't come to them with Jose Villa and you who's charging eight grand and they're char- he's charging 40. That person's only paying the money because they're the best. And that's all it is. Great. It's not an experience. It's not even the photos. It's the name and the brand associated with the person. <laughs> and if you're not willing to, the Jose Villa's paid his dues, by the way. He's paid his dues. He's built sure. that brand up and created an, an experience and cachet. And it's like the middle, the bottom of your market's all price. The middle of your market's all value. The top of that market's all exclusivity. And so exclusivity yes. means there's limited supply for right. and Very low demand. And, yes. and if everyone, if, if we get a glut of supply, all you do is bubble the industry and kill it. Right. So and we're in that market now at year 10, mm-hmm. year eight or 10. We're in that market now of being put next to those photographers. Yep. And let me tell you, there's not many $40,000 leads floating around. You yep. know, like there's yep. not that many. Nope. Yes. Our, our average starting price is what? $18,000. Yeah. We're at 15, right now. 15. Yep. And that's just photography and a full package for us ends up being close to 30, 40 grand. Photo video, yeah. photo, video the, photo booth. And the big hours. planners that we know, um, cause when you do 120 weddings, you do, we work with a lot of planners and so you get to know Absolutely. a lot of people and some of them are actually super high end and they just are like couples that don't care. And so they don't want to spend a lot of money. Yeah. Um, these people are doing maybe eight events a year. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe, eight. yeah, maybe eight events. And so it's like, we're, you want to compete for that. And then half of them don't even like would never work with you for whatever reason. They've already decided who they want. And the other half are only right. going to look and at other people. Yeah, Yeah, let's just say the landscape is 10 high-end wedding planners. 10. There is about a, it's not not too far off. And they're, and they're dealing with Russian oligarchs. They're dealing with, uh, you know, movie producers. They're dealing with all these people who get married once or twice, maybe three times, you know? (laughs) Um, 
And let's just say they're all working because these aren't day of planners that take on 40 weddings. These are no. full on, I will kiss your ass and sell my soul for the $500,000 you're about to pay me to, to plan your wedding day. Yep. They can only take on six, eight, seven of those a year. So we're talking about 80 total weddings of those happening in yep. a in a calendar year. And we trained Not a calendar year. Let's just say like June, July, August, maybe September. Yep. So we're talking 80 weddings in a span of four months and you're gonna try to position and wedge yourself into that market. You, you, um, I'm not saying as opposed to, but like you, there needs to be some shit built out. So like, there's not much of that wedding market. And if we continue pushing this, this mantra of that, you're going to be rudely awakened to the yeah. fact that you, you, you don't even belong there. I also think about the talent pool too. Like we always try to tell people like do less work, charge way more, but there's a lot of people out there that will never even come close to the talent that most of these high-end photographers have. Like, but I we, agree. And I always... think that's something that a lot of people aren't talking about either. Yeah. And what a lot of other photographers- they don't want to hurt feelings. And what a lot yeah. of other of these big like, timers aren't either. Yep. We are whores. We will step on the line of professionalism and, and whoredom um, because I've gone, I've seen people go work for, you know, they have a $20,000 price tag, but somehow in February, they're out there shooting a wedding for $8,200. Oh, yeah. But why not? Who cares? Why not? But they don't, they don't talk about no, it. No, it's the artistic integrity. It. You're supposed to have artistic integrity. No, it's right. everybody wants. Here's the deal. I'm not trying to get 600 leads a year for no reason. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a new business to sell to anyone who can't afford my other business until I... <laughs> sell a wedding to every person that calls me yes like that is me and i have money so yes if, if you don't want to compete with me i'm going to take your lead yeah and that's just i'm sorry that's it's we're hey I'm, community we're the same, so alive, isn't it we're the same boat that's I the community it. the community is i tell you that i'll be up front with you that i want all the weddings that's the competition is if like I, I love the steakhouse reference. I, I just used it in a Facebook group. Uh, I think yesterday somebody was like, um, you know, I just got undercut. By oh, that which guy. one of you guys undercut me? I love you. And, man, and I was on. like, well, maybe, but also there's a space for a $50,000 wedding film and a $1,000 wedding film. And maybe that person didn't want your $50,000 wedding film. Maybe that has to do with I it. I mean, too. I always say it our hustle and flows, huh, yeah. John? Yeah. I'm like, just like, listen to me. Yeah. Because a lot of these people that come to our workshops have been beaten up by, sure. I'll, I'll be honest with you, opinions like that. Like, who's undercutting me? I'm who's like, undercutting me? me? We're going to destroy it's this industry. It's hurting this industry. And like, there's, there's young photographers in their early twenties coming to me. Like I'm hurting the industry. And like, yeah. I get message that, that I should raise my prices, but I've only shot 10 weddings. And I'm like, stop. Time I'm out. out. Yeah, I'm out. If this big time photographer is messaging you because they're losing weddings to you, they should be working on their <laughs> fucking brand. Yeah. Yeah. All that they means is they're afraid on... that they're not going to fill the booking. That's why yeah, they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> think Gucci's worried about Target? They both sell purses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. Gucci's going, Target, I'm sorry, but you need to raise the prices of your purses because we sell you're, purses. You're destroying too. the purse industry. Like, no. I think what I think ultimately what would destroy the industry is if that that newbie photographer 
getting that fifteen that getting that fifty thousand dollar wedding client. They can't. They don't know and, how to serve that experience. Just even if they were lucky enough to get it, they would massively fuck that up. Yes, <laughs> I will say the fact that planners control the top of the industry is good for us all, because Agreed. planners are the guardians at the gate. They keep the scrubs out. Mm-hmm. And and you gotta hard, you gotta work hard. You gotta you gotta wine them and dine them, and you gotta kiss the ring and all that stuff. And actually, I love planners, so it's not hard for me because we have great relationships with them all. I don't know hardly any other videographers, but I know a lot of planners. Um, and that's what we should be teaching people to do: is right. make friends of people who control the industry. Photographers, by the way, here's the butts we kiss. Planners, venues, photographers. Those are the people that control all my leads. Like, yeah, if I a mean, photographer we, I mean, that's says, what we bring in at Hustle and Flow. We bring in planners. We bring in big planners like Simply Troy. You know what I mean? To come and teach these people. Yeah. How how to present themselves and how how this works from that mm-hmm. corner. You know understand? Like, I guess I've done a terrible job marketing that Hustle and Flow, but like, we bring in no. people like Troy. I've seen it. I've seen it. So let's talk a little bit about that. I don't know. We've talked a long time. We haven't even mentioned Hustle and Flow. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, we probably so, photography. So Hustle and Flow, um, if you don't, if you're just listening to this and you have no experience, a lot of people are videographers, by the way, and I think maybe they don't have as much exposure to you guys, um, which yeah. they, sh- they should, by the way. And I think they should because even though I know you're a bunch of tech nerds, videographers, we need to get involved in our businesses too. And they do a really great job. And so tell us a little bit about your workshops and you know, what's the groove? What's the vibe? What, what, what do we get out of them? Go well, on. I'll explain my vibe and then Josh. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So what people don't see, if you go to follow us on Instagram, you're just going to see my face, which John and I are in talkings right now. Yes. <laughs> and you're going to start. I'm going to start doing more lives. And Yay! More, and more IGTVs, but I'm not doing Because stories. John brings such an, so I'll be honest, since a lot of people that are listeners right now are the tech nerds, you will love John's brain on things because he's all about the data and the numbers and the, you know, the, I don't the things I don't get, but it makes so much sense every time you teach it <laughs> i also film weddings you know also you're a videographer yes and i think people don't realize that like we're not just teaching business we're actually in the business you yeah. know how many models i bought you know <laughs> oh, like, i know how many <laughs> <laughs> uh, i bet i would put my monopods against your monopods <laughs> <laughs> so i'm the photographer for the hans and he's the videographer and we are teaching photo- we actually our reputation is that we teach photographers but John made a really good point at our last workshop. We're all trying to book the same kind of client. It's all the totally. same client. We're, we're wedding. The, the same couple that's hiring the photographer is the same couple that needs a videographer. We call so it we wedding help. creatives. We want to sell. We want to communicate to wedding creatives because yes, oh, a, it's I such so a team money. effort. Oh, we get messages every day. Like from planners, is this going to help me? I'm like, last time I checked, we booked the same client. Yep. The videographers. I get a message from a videographer. Is this going to help day. me? Is this even? Is this for photographers only? I'm like. No, I'm not teaching you how to apply a preset yeah. Yeah. in my workshop at all. Like, no, uh, we're teaching you how to speak to a human that's going to book both me. That's an impact, I think, of the way market segmentation has worked in our side of the industry, where it's why I don't go to those classes, because I'm always like, I went to one for the first time last year, put on by Alex Douglas at Sculpting with Time. Um great guy oh he's such yeah. a great guy yeah. and but it was a more about who's who of wedding filmmakers and we all went down and we all hung out and it wasn't like very educational it was mainly relational it wasn't was stylized like, shoots it was and, yeah, yeah i'm not gonna stand in a scrum and shoot video 
It doesn't even simulate anything. Like, what is that even going to teach me? How to not do a session? Um, and I'm not even interested in that as a filmmaker. I'm interested in like relationships, inspiration, talking about business problems. So if you're like, if you're into that, I think the hustle and flow is a really good fit for you because it's, it's not about like, I'm sure maybe posing is discussed at some point if you wanted to talk about posing, but it's not a posing workshop. It's <laughs> no, we don't talk about not really. No, we, we teach you how to more importantly, what, what I think is left out is we don't teach you how to find a client. We teach you how to think to learn how to find your client. Mm -hmm. and, right. and that's what a lot of people forget. It's like, they're like, well, I've been in business 10 years. How can you help me? I'm like, who are you speaking to now? Was it different than it was 10 years ago? Communication and messaging is way more important than learning how to launch a fucking Facebook ad. Mm -hmm. You know, like. Because I've seen some people launch Facebook, Facebook ads. Now booking for 2020. Well, I'll bring it back to the steakhouse. You're offering steak to vegans. It's not going to communicate very well. <laughs> well, and it, that medium changes all the time too. So if you're wondering, what do I need to keep educating myself on this? Like what worked three years ago on Facebook doesn't work anymore. It's not. It's no, all it's different. Not. So, and John is always research. You guys, he's an Enneagram three tie five. That Enneagram five, for those that are, that are into the Enneagram, you're, you're up late at night, just researching. Okay. Research. Brittany, are you a seven or an eight? I'm an eight wing seven. I'm an eight wing seven as well. <laughs> yeah. I can tell. Yes. So, yeah. So I'm like watching you right now. And I'm like, it's like watching myself. <laughs> it's problematic. It's problematic, but I get stuck. Wait, there. but I like really like you. Cause I really like myself. So. Yeah, me too. I'm wicked into myself. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about um, one of the rants that I'll go on, and Jared knows this, the ideal client rant. Because it's weird because I clearly believe in it, right? Because when someone calls us, I'll be like, uh, that person's not our client, that it's not going to work out. Or like, oh, we need to create a product because they're more want a price. And so let's, how, can we, how can we sell to that person and fit? It's essential to your business is understanding who your client is. Why does it bother me so much when everyone talks about it though? In the me industry? too. I, I can explain that 100%. Dude, if anything ever happens to me, marry him. All right, so, <laughs> because he's so I, I think more, more, more essentially the, the reason it bothers you is it's because we've turned it from it being the ideal client is technically supposed to be the way you look at it, ready to serve that ideal client. Whereas now it is looked at, how can the ideal client serve me? Mm. Oh, so you don't like the, the second way? I like the way, Wait. how do you, I serve my ideal client? Right. And when everyone starts talking about how to get your ideal client, no, 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 no. How can you become ideal for that ideal client so you can communicate with them and they in turn become a client? Like, and that's, that's, that's the reversal of the roles is we're now, we're now expecting our ideal client to serve us and, and want what we want. For example, yeah. if they don't want to get their dress dirty, they're the wrong fit. Yeah, that is wrong. not, that does not mean they're not the ideal client. No. Well, nobody who's successful does this either. Like Benj was on last week. He did your wedding. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Benj does. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's he awesome. shot their wedding. Oh yeah. Everyone was like, wait, Ben Heisch. Ben Heisch photographed y'all's Valrenal. We're like, yeah. Yeah. And people were shocked. So I shot a wedding with Benj last year. And it was just a, it was very nice. A very nice wedding. It was not an adventure wedding. 
It wasn't an adventure elopement. It doesn't mean, by the way, that that's not still what he's going to put out for his brand and he's still going to promote But he just, like, Benj is working, A, like 35, 40 weddings a year. So he's killing it. Yeah. At one, like, he's definitely one of the top 20 wedding videographers or photographers in the world in terms of, like, reputation and work. One of the nicest people in the world. Absolutely, like, super humble and just he doesn't do that crap and i don't know anybody who's successful that does that crap i just know wannabes that do that crap like i don't know any successful people maybe like i guess i don't know a bunch of like forty thousand dollar photographers maybe those people are like i only shoot chalets in france i don't know but like yeah he said he's never turned down a client once they're in the door i was like wow that's Incredible for for what he say he it was like for he's he says the regions, natural really. disqualifiers like budget of yes. course, but but things like oh I only shoot like I've literally heard a person tell me say something the other day like oh I only want to be shooting like the types of weddings I want to be shooting are like uh seems like outdoor weddings in the mm-hmm. woods or something and so they're not gonna take weddings at this wedding factory and I'm like so we have like a place that we shoot weddings at we shoot probably six to eight weddings a year there down on the Cape. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a wedding factory. Makes, I love wedding factories. They have great air money. conditioning. They feed you. You can get a drink whenever. You're not getting hit yeah, by a mosquito. The relationships. going raining or, or, or heat. Like I, I, I love, I love sitting in air conditioning, comfortable places for me. Yes, like, absolutely. Remember that, remember that attendee that was like, I turned down a client because I'm an outdoor, I specialize in outdoor wedding photography. Oh my and God. Their wedding was, and I said, let me ask you something. Was this client nice to you? Like they loved your work. They loved you. And this person was like, yeah. It's like, were they within your budget, like of your price range? And they go, yeah. I said, so they were nice. They loved your work and they wanted to pay your prices and you turned them down. How conceited. And this attendee goes, well, yeah, that's what I've been taught that they're yeah. not my ideal client. I'm like, that is it. Because your ideal client doesn't serve you. That's, and I was like, <laughs> they're being taught that they have to serve you. No, 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 no. You have to become the ideal photographer. You have to learn how to serve them. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm not saying I like, get treated bad, but like this person checked off all the right things. They like you, they're nice to you, they trust you, and they want to pay you. So, it's not about what so you then like out Give us a little taste of hustle and flow and like what should we be looking at what is the real how do we really what how should we really be thinking about this ideal client conversation well it starts down with you first off in my opinion and i mean a lot of people are like i don't know what my ideal client is uh have you worked enough weddings to know what a good or bad client is <laughs> have you been around the world well, how do you know they, what they've only shot Ten weddings over the last thirty years, so because they're shooting less and getting paid more, how can they? How can they get the data? <laughs> right, like, like right. Facebook exactly. ads won't even like. Here's the thing: like, you have to know data. You have to learn how to human, you know, human interaction. So, like, and we've start, learned it wasn't about what the wedding looked like. No, it was yeah. more like we've had hipster weddings. And oh yeah, we've done where we hated the client. We're like, wow. Pretty wedding, but we kind of hate. Got the published on green wedding shoes. Got published on green wedding shoes. Uh, I guess we better. That I guess that's not going to be our ideal client. Like we serve them as they want to be served, but I didn't like their energy. They, they didn't like. They didn't like ours. They either. didn't like ours either. But 
Yeah. It all worked out at the but end. At the so, time, we were branding ourselves as what we wanted to, to look, look like. like. Yeah. You know, which was our mistake. We were brand. So our, our our problem was is we wanted our product to look like refined hipsters. You know. We yeah. thought that was cool in 2015. And our yeah, problem, it, it and was our cool. Problem was, it was super cool. And our problem was that we were trying to brand based on what we thought was an ideal client, mm -hmm. and branding our our business based on a product rather than a target a target audience. So, so I learned that in Manhattan there was more busier. I wanted to not talk to clients. Yeah, we don't want to meet for coffee. I didn't want to meet for coffee. Time. I wanted high paying Thank clients, you. and I wanted them to just trust us. So who do we go after? Lawyers, doctors, financial, finan financial management managers. We didn't care where they got married. It could have been a ballroom, a rooftop, a winery, or the street. I wanted, I wanted to actually work less post. They were like, I just want to look good. My wedding's gonna look great. I have money, and I want it to show in that in my photos. And I'm like, great, fantastic. Yeah, we, we found out our ideal client was someone that doesn't want to do an hour of portraits. They want to drink with their friends. Yeah, they want to have good because we used to be, get bored with an hour of portraits. We're like, uh, how many fucking poses can we do? That just wasn't. That was, and it came down to us. We're like, what do you want to do in your day to day that will help you achieve that? Mm -hmm. So knowing and understanding that busy lawyers, busy doctors, busy finance managers, people that don't have time for their spouses, let alone are going to have time to meet me at a fucking, you know, <laughs> coffee shop for two hours is not going to work out. They just want to contract the right price and let them pay. Easily. Good reputation. Yep. Yeah. Good, good reputation, reputation. And that you're going to show up day of. We, and, and um, know what you're tell me if we're doing this right then. So for us, we look and we go, okay, stop, go love. We want to produce, we call it accessible luxury because it's video. So it is a luxury by definition because no one's buying right. it. So, so it's photo. Yeah. So, so we're selling this product and we want to show up. We want to make all your photographers love us. We want to make all your wedding planners and venue people love us, which means we don't do anything intrusive. We snipe all the shots and we're really, really nice to everyone. And at the end of the day, you get a poppy edit. Um, that's all we're selling. For our other product, we, we're just launching a luxury line. And we're doing like, we realize really quickly, it's all about the process, exactly what you described. How do I want to work? Right. How, what do I want to do on the wedding day to make the thing that I want to sell? You know, and that's your choice. It's not even always about money. I think it's just about what do you want? And so we said, okay, well, I need a portrait. I need a video session. So I'm only going to work with clients that will let us do have and planners that will give us 15 minutes yeah. with the couple. And if the person won't do it, then we can't do it. Yeah. And we won't work with them. And it's like, I think we became very clear on that pretty early on what we wanted to make at each segment and sell to each person. And I like all their money equally, by the way, but <laughs> But, but, but we just knew like, this is what we need to make as artists. This mm -hmm. is what satisfies us. This is why we're doing this. And it's serving your, your, like John said, at the end of the day, it's serving your couple best mm -hmm. when you're like, this is, you like our product. This is how we get the product is yes. by outlining. These are the guidelines, you know, and again, it's not about necessarily like woodsy location. You know, I, I think it's a balance between the two with, with that product specifically, like, you know, I, I like what you guys said, John, uh, with, with trust, like that has to be established across the board, no matter what the, the, the couple that I don't, that I have a really hard time working with is someone who wants to do things their way and doesn't trust my input. Then I'm like, all right, well, we probably can't work. <laughs> but together. that's like a business efficiency thing. It's not an ego thing. Yeah, totally. It's like, totally. I don't yeah. really, 
No. I don't have an ego. I don't care. Like, I can't keep re-editing your video because I don't have time. It's it's Correct. not it's not because I oh I picked the song you don't like it you don't like me you don't yeah, trust my totally. like I don't care whatever so I know I don't either Ugh. <laughs> pick, no, I, pick whatever I song <laughs> we send people music bed and we say go on the music bed pick whatever song you want we'll make an edit <laughs> and if you don't have time we'll pick a song you know that's great <laughs> we don't care you like John Mayer great we do too we'll pick a song that sounds kind of like John Mayer great we've had, had we've had clients that were like. When we delivered the video, they were like, oh, shit, that's right. We we, we bought video with you guys, too. They forgot. <laughs> it's so just so busy. They're like, wow, this is like I love it. a surprise. I thought we were done. Yeah. Bonus. Later, video and they were happy. Yep. So it's just like that's what we wanted. Yeah. We wanted people that were so fucking busy that they didn't – that they – that they didn't want us to fix their marriage. But they I didn't want, want us to I want fix people their... to know that even if you want to meet with your clients, you that's can. okay too. Like yes. I'm tired of Absolutely. one way. And that's what we teach at Hustle and Flow. There is no one way. We are yeah. teaching you yeah. different ingredients, different For ingredients, you. and then your ass has to go in the kitchen and cook. Well, <laughs> totally. And, right and, I, and I, I think what we're all hitting at is like, it's more about, like you said, John, what do you want to make and how do you need to make it? Like if you yes. suck, Gary V says this too. I'll bring up Gary V again. He says, if you suck at making video in terms of marketing and you're a great writer, then you should write and you shouldn't make video. You don't need to do all three mediums. So like if, wow, you, exactly. if you suck at sales, you need to figure out a way that you can sell in a way that you can, you might, you're just going to suck at some things right absolutely like, like I, that's just part of being a human being is like i'm i'm me and i can sell i'm okay at sales i'm good at corporate sales i'm not the best at client sales jared is really good with brides he's look how nice he is <laughs> <laughs> he's look at that smile he's just and 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 it so like i'm looking at ben heish yeah uh, really, i know yeah and so like so I get people around me that compliment my weaknesses and compliment my strengths. And like, I think you need education that complements your weaknesses and strengths. You need to go out there and figure it out. You might need to grow a little set and get a little tougher. Who knows? Yeah. But, but I think it's cool if you're not good at everything. And I think a lot of people just need to have that pressure taken off of them and just been like, Hey, lean into whatever you're killing it with. doesn't mean you don't need to improve in some weaknesses, but like, at the end of the day, what do you want to make? What can you make effectively? And how can you as a, like, and the more experience you get, hopefully that improves and it grows. Who you are today is not who you're going to be in 10 years. We couldn't have made some of the products we're making now 10 years ago. Right. Right. And so you, it's, it's really more about longevity. I think just figure out a way to exist for five years. That's why we create Hustle and Flow. We just wanted to give them a sense of longe longevity in their business. And sustainability. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I want people to know that, you know, I definitely branded myself as like tough love, keep it real. But like we have learned to read the room and there's mm -hmm. moments that we're there and we're there to just love up on people because they've been so burned and beaten up in this industry by bad advice or I'm, I'm honest, like bad workshops. So like we read the room as far as like, okay, this is the moment to love up on them, build them up. Then we like mirror some issues that they need to work on. Their I've noticed well, that it's like some people who are doing workshops are pretty much, they don't have enough data to really even give people the information that they're passing out. 
Right. They, they have achieved a certain lifestyle that that's awesome and their work is great and all this stuff. And yet their data is very inconclusive. And so they're telling people right. like basically be me and they, right. Which we're against. We do not teach people to be us. It won't work. Yeah. It won't work. Yeah. There, there can only be one you. No, we have a framework yes. totally. But before we ever launched hustle and flow, we tested out our framework with 10 of our closest photographer friends. They all made a killing. And we said, you're going to make a killing. And then as we, then we started the workshop and we started to create little mini clones of us. Not uh, of us, but like the framework. The framework, but yeah. they were like. But business is business. We weren't really, like... It's business, but we weren't teaching them to be themselves more or less. In the beginning, we're talking about four years ago, after running four workshops in a row, we're like, okay, we're starting to see like very similar things that are happening through our framework. Like they're following our framework to a team making a hundred grand, but they're starting to sound like a version of us that that's not completely them. So we pivoted a little so bit. So we pivoted a little bit to learn and how to give them the proper programming during the workshop over and over to say like, do it your way with your voice, with your shit. And then that's turned into, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> yeah. Then you can follow the framework and then it'll work and then you'll be a happy human. And to touch on that. And then you do all the data. And then I and I show them all the data about fucking humans. And when how, are people searching? When are people searching? How they're searching? While they're searching? I go into Google Trends. I go into, um, I deep down into analytics. I just even like user behavior. Like I go down into user behavior. Brand personality. Brand personality. I talk about the different aphorisms of brands. You really should and, be saying this on Instagram. It's sexy. Uh, I learned about mm -hmm. the wedding report through you, John. The, we, we, as soon as that. <laughs> As soon as that workshop was done, I was like, the wedding report? What the hell is that? Yeah. So went on, I was like, oh my God. Well, yeah. I like to quant numbers. I like I like yeah. to feel like what's, oh, okay. I, I look at a bunch of numbers and then I like to see like, why are they doing this based on this? And then, right. and then I come Same. up with the reasons why they're doing this shit. And then advertising. You can't just advertise blindly. No, not at all. You have to know who you're talking to. And when they're looking. Yeah. So he teaches like, when are people actually in high peak season of booking photographers? So that means you need to prepare two months in advance to start advertising now. It's all on Google. Seat. It's all on Google Trends. Yeah. Like it's all there. Yep. People are just are not looking. And, un and unfortunately, like so, I do. We run an ad agency as well, and um, so <clears throat> we work with actually weirdly a lot of hardware stores and lumber. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They have a pro segment. Well, do they want to cut less and, and less wood? Well, <laughs> so there's some segments that are easy to target and there's some segments that are hard to target because they don't identify themselves very effectively. Like it's right. hard to know who owns a landscaping company because right. they don't do anything. They have a person in their office. And so the decision maker isn't selling. And I think when it comes to weddings, actually you literally have the easiest target ever. These people are, the yes. they're, yeah. they're identifying themselves like every single time they go on the internet. What's the first thing they do? Change their relationship status. They start searching for bridal brands. They start putting the breadcrumbs all over the place. Like these people are targetable. They're gettable. And, um, and I'll tell you this with our brand, we don't do close to enough when it comes to our marketing. We spend plenty of money, but I know we could do more. It's just one of those busy crazy things that happens in terms of the schedule. And like, honestly, we have enough, I don't know. We have enough leads. Um, but I know a lot of people, I will always kick back on, Oh, even something is people always, it's very trendy to say like, don't use the knot. The knot's crap. 
And I'm like, it works for us. It's fine. It works fine. It, it, as soon as people started saying that, we're like, oh, let's right, go. Now let's double down. <laughs> double the down second everybody left. What I tell people, I'm like, the knot is like the mall. Have you ever walked into a mall and you walk by a store and you're like, nope, I have no desire to go in there. And you go to the store next door. Yep. If pe- That's a storefront yep. on the not listing. So don't blame them that they're walking by your store and not going in. Your well, storefront is not enticing. And every market's different. We do up in Vermont and we it, it does really well for us. And then in Boston, it doesn't do as well. It just, it's, you have a lot of, you have to do a lot of experimenting. And with marketing, a 1% conversion rate on your marketing is actually acceptable in the marketing world which means you've got to throw out a lot of bait. You got to get a lot, like if you're, we converted about a 23% clip. That's good in the industry. That's really good. I was like, damn. (laughs) In the industry, we're not the norm. Like most of us are going to be 20% or lower and you should be happy. Like, and so if you're not casting out a lot of bait and you're not like, if you're just like, oh, I made seven posts this month and I didn't boost any of them, but I hashtagged them right. Like nobody's going to see your stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, you know what they need to do? They need to come teach at Impact Wedding Summit. Ah. Let's talk about Impact. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Um, so, so one of my dreams is to have like a killer event with just like, the best of the best, right? Because the problems you deal with are just different. It's not that I have any, if you're not making a hundred K with your business, really 200, if you're not doing 200, I have no problem with that. I don't, you're not a failure. I want to put that out there. Like there's, it takes all sorts. And I think, but, but you do know once you hit a certain threshold with your business, you're like running a totally different business. It's true. Oh yeah. It's well, true. well, we went from a hundred to five. Totally different process. And then from five to seven, 500 to seven was a different process. And once you started hitting that like seven figure mark of a million, totally different way to run the business. It's totally super different challenging. Total different marketing. Yeah, everything. It's a different, it's a different brand personality. It is. Well, and even like, you have to figure out how do I still get that client I used to get and do I want to? Right. Like, can yeah. I? So, I- awesome. Well, we we created that main. I think our target audience is like, oh, it's it's the twenty one to twenty four year olds. Yeah, that who, who is just like they've been burned, scammed, hurt, been told to raise their prices, have only shot ten or fifteen weddings, and we're and, and we're just trying to tease them and get them on the on the right track to yeah. like. I, we had literally a, an attendee be told that she should only shoot twenty five weddings a year. And for four years, this girl only shot 25 weddings was a getting, year. What, how many leads a year? She was getting over 200, 300, 400 oh leads God, a yeah. year and passing them off. And I'm just like, oh I know, my God. I know. Rub, rub that frustration. I'm seeing him rubbing his face. That's how we, this is in the middle of a workshop. And she came to the workshop and started crying. She's like, I've just. She just gave away like $60,000 a year. $200,000 in, in, in years She's like thank you guys for giving me the permission and we're like you need to give yourself the permission, permission yeah. like uh, so good anyway so, so long good. story short there definitely is like a certain market like a target i mean older people definitely come that just feel a little stagnant and they just need a refresher on like some people just need a good old kick in the ass yeah and that's what hustle and flow sports it's hustle and floors to come get your ass kicked by Brittany and john putting a mirror up to you and being like what do we need to work on with you and your business and where, where is it from like? an outsider's Impact perspective from an outsider's perspective hustle and flow is it's 
it's a little bit in your face, but it's also, it's very focused on encouragement. It, of course, of course. But I just feel like we've, in this specific wedding industry world, we've really coddled like behavior that I think needs to be broken in order for me to encourage you. It's not marketably, it's like, not sustainable. Full of ego. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see You know that. what I'm trying to say? So first I got to get in your face, break down those barriers yep. of ego or insecurity. Then I can love you up and be like, this is how you can actually. You're, you're dealing with a bunch of people who are their own limitation for success is their ego. A lot. We have a and, Oh yeah. 100%. And, and, they and think, it's honestly not all their fault. No. It's what they've been taught by other educators. Yes. And also just the narcissistic impulses of social media that. Well, yeah, they're like, oh, oh they, they don't value my worth. I was like, well, you haven't put yourself on Instagram in eight days. I just stalked. Uh, you haven't blogged since July of last year. It's January and you don't advertise anywhere. Well, and also <laughs> it's just, did they pay you or not? Like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Where's your effort? I'm very confused why you think we should value you. Yeah. Well, also you're making photos. It's not a commodity. It has no inherent value. Thank you. It, what you're making. Agreed. So that's hustle and flow what, what we're making Impact as wedding creatives. Sorry, go ahead. Is like not about us. Yes. Impact yes. Wedding Summit would be like bringing you yep. guys on and be, you guys have your own breakout session that helps people that are ready for that step in their business. Impact Wedding Summit is us grabbing people. And I don't mean Instagram famous people that teach their way. I'm talking like real people in the arena. Who care? Who care that are like. Ready to make an impact. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's and needed. It's not about us at all. We're just hosting it. So when when it, when is that? When is <laughs> that? Tell tell everybody listening just how they can get involved in that and and impact wedding summits when it is all that stuff. Uh, so actually, we're starting. Funny or don't after this or podcast, don't. Uh, we're actually heading our way to check out the the new venue that we're looking at. It's we're anticipating it's going to be at the Gaylord Palms in Orlando, Florida. John, we don't know yet. Um, hey, but this it, will be out in two weeks, so maybe it will be. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to go see if we can make the final decision on the venue, but we're aiming for it to be right around January, January, the, the second week after January. I'll put it in my budget. Sorry. We'll go. And and it's basically going to it's it's not like this. It's it's a summit. So there's going to be multiple speakers. There's going to be multiple breakouts and it's going to there's going to be a lot of people there, but it's no WPPI. It's going to be a chance for you to get to know people and it's three days of like hanging out learning and pool party and but learning like i want them to learn from people that how do i say this i want them to learn from people that seem attainable oh that is does that make sense yes, what i'm trying yeah, to say yes. I, the reason why i keep bringing up the difference is because i realize that hustle and flow has like one avenue yeah of who we're serving and there's a lot of people that i feel like it just it puts you on the level where i could we could bring in a a Kaylin Rome to re, and and Christine Rome to sit down and talk to with them on a breakout session one on one or one on ten and you can learn from them and then see them at the pool and buy them a drink. You see what I'm saying? Because <laughs> that's not hustle and flow energy. Because that's not hustle well, and flow. That was, come in, sit down, in business for twelve hours. That was very right. similar to what we experienced at Vision Quest from Alex and Whitney. Oh really? Oh yeah. It was like hundred people max, and it was like. Ray Roman, Alex and Whitney, guys from 31 Films, Henry, uh, Henry Martins. Just hang, we went on a boat and took a tour of the river, hung out, had a mixer, went out to like pizza three times. Like 
And then we had like, you know, a couple little sessions with some learning, but everybody was pretty much like next hangout. Let's go hang out. Let's go hang out. And people are like out drinking till three in the morning together. And it was, did you find value in that? Because that, I actually do. That was oh gosh, essential yeah. for me yep. that I would say for, for us, we did a, we did a podcast actually about the experience. Um, changed my life because, and that's the thing we like, we know a lot of powerful videographers that are willing to come out and help out. I mean, we've had what Caleb Jordan Lee come out to hustle and yep. flow and, and yep. just attend and listen and give encouragement. Like we've had all types of, videographers, the Rome's, you know, Wine Reverie yep. we've had. They came to our first impact wedding summit. They came to our first with to show support. So it's just things relationships, like that, that we want to like. Relationships matter more than anything. And like. They really do. And it's like when you're around people who are like you, especially like for me, like when you, the more you get, we talk about this on the podcast a lot and it's weirdly unrelatable, but it's just where we're at. Is like you get into this place where you feel peerless and you're like, you talk about your problems and everyone's like, nobody has the problems you do. Nobody thinks the way that you do. And you're like, am I wrong? Like, are we doing this wrong? And then you go down with some other people who are killing it. And you're like, oh, we all just do the same thing. We should talk more often because then I would yes. feel encouraged. So I think if you don't see the value in that, then you like that will unlock a new part of your success. There's tactics, right? And then there's, and then there's relationships and there's, and the relationships are more about what's sustainable. Yes. Exactly. Oh my God. He should be our spokesman. And then, and then aside from, <laughs> you said that's so perfect. Ah. And then the other side of impact wedding summit is also brought on, uh, the reason why another reason I wanted to get it started, I came up on this weird statistic, but, but was it sixties or 51 or 61% of all entrepreneurs are just lonely. Yeah. Yeah lonely yeah and that was a study done by like <laughs> i forget what it was a huge company and they interviewed all and then 61 percent they were lonely and just looking for a community they could trust so wow. that's why we launched our first one and made no money we just <laughs> we just really wanted to have as i hate to i hate the word safe space because like it's oh it's been overused it's been overused yeah. but we wanted like a place where you can come in and not be lonely yeah We've right. had a, and, we've and had a lot of photographers. Yeah, who've, but yeah. we already branded hustle and flow as like tactics, business, actionable, actionables. Theme. Like it's not about hanging out, and we didn't want to hurt the brand, so we created Impact Wedding Summit a new one. to be that to give you a little bit of this, a little bit. I mean, I've been at workshops where I, I spoke with Benj, and I remember him giving us advice at workshop a couple years ago that has still resonated. Mm -hmm. And we're like, if it wasn't for Ben saying that, I don't think we would have gone forth and done what we did in New York and and just moved to New York. You know, like it's I don't just, think anyone knows this, but he was the first person to ever mentor us. Yeah, he's one. He was one of our first mentors and 2014. 2014, and and just being around him, he's like, just move to New York. What's the what's the, what's the worst that can happen? And we're like, oh shit, you're right. So here's fucking you know, Mr. Brittany and John, hustle and flow, fearless, where we're ourselves being fear, you know, like. We needed that, like, I guess. We needed that bit of, like, oh, yeah, that validation, oomph, that validation yeah. to just. Totally. I've been to workshops where I'm, like, I didn't learn a damn thing aside from just, like, I guess I'm doing it right. That, that feels good and, <laughs> and, and fantastic. And then we just went to ClickFunnels and learned so much. And we're, like, okay, we've been fucking up. It's time to fix some things, you know? Yeah, because Hustle and Flow's gotten so big, you guys. It's, it's a beast we're trying to figure out every day. It's a real business now. 
and not just an idea. It's a real business. And you know, going from 75 clients a year to 7,500 guys, my, our email inbox, I look at it and I'm just like, all right, it's time we delegate. You better, you better get HubSpot. Yeah. (laughs) We have a lot that we're systemizing right now. I install and resell. So if you want me to resell you some HubSpot. But um, oh, we talked about a lot. The fire podcast. Might have, to, <laughs> might have to hit you up with a CRM setup. <laughs> and everyone just dropped off. We have no listeners. Anymore. I always <laughs> okay. Like I love CRMs. <laughs> I feel so bad. I'll always be like, can we just talk about automation? No, come on. Like, people are like, uh, no, I don't want to talk about that. We'll, we'll save that one for the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so you were going to say something, Jared. And- oh, yeah. Uh, no, you were talking about loneliness. We, we've had a lot of photographers who are like, can we work for you? Because, like, we just do everything. You know, we've been doing this forever, and we want to get out of it because we're just, like, bored with it. Like, we don't get to hang out with people. But, yeah, that's, that's all I was going to say at that point. It's like totally. just being around and, and going to – when we went to Vision Quest, it was the same thing. It was like we're ready for the next step of our business. But, like, we were like – you know, how do we really get there? What's the right step? And like, we have community. Jay and I are like around each other. We have a couple of guys that work with us, but just being around that, you know, next tier of, of peers, um, really took us to the next level. I feel like even the last year, it's probably inspired us to do more of this kind of stuff, like podcasting. Oh, we were like, people. we like, shouldn't do a podcast. Just, it's just fun. Nobody knows who we are. Yeah. We're not known. We don't have like this. Oh, you had those limiting beliefs, huh? Yeah. So we were like, nobody, nobody knows who we are. And I was like, I remember saying we're objectively successful. We, Same. That's why, that's why we started hustle and flow. We're like, we, yeah. we, we, no, who, no one was asking us to speak because we weren't Instagram famous or cool. Yeah, or it's like, on sorry, I'm too busy making all this money to <laughs> <laughs> post myself every freaking day and like care sorry, about what I a bunch so of much money and taking vacations, you know, videographers. <laughs> I don't care if a videographer likes my work. Now, if I want to sell classes, I better make them like my work. But, but like, and I get that. I think that's a perfectly fine thing. Monetize everything. Whatever you can sell about your business, sell it. If you're an incredible color person, sell your colors, like sell your presets, sell your lots. Awesome. I agree. If you want to teach people to edit and that's your thing, you're an incredible editor, teach editing, teach Instagram, teach whatever, do whatever you want to do. My Make p- a funnel out of it. Sorry. Sure. I'm a click freaking. Yes, you are. I'm a fan. <laughs> but I think for us and for you guys and everybody, we all have to face those things where we have those beliefs about ourselves that limit ourselves. And I think it's just important to take stock of like where you have succeeded and and evaluate that. And if you literally are just a total failure, you need to get somebody around you to have a conversation. But I don't think most people are that way. I think most of us, if we were to look at us, if you're listening and you have like 15 weddings a year, you probably made like 20 grand as a photographer. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I, whenever people are like, oh, you're going to make 20 grand, I go to work at Best Buy. It's like 20 grand at Best Buy takes a lot longer than 20 grand in the wedding industry. It's not one to one here. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, so like, if you're listening, no matter where you're at, like, if you're making like any amount of money in this industry, you've accomplished something. I agree. And be proud of, be proud of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like 30, 40, 50 grand. I mean, uh, one of our speakers at Impact Wedding Summit said this best, John Branch. He's like, you can only define yourself as a failure. No one else can. Mm. No one else has so, that power. Yep. No one else should have or have that power. 
And, and this is something that we've been teaching at Hustle and Flow and, and sort of in our alumni group um, because a lot of photographers are lonely and they're following other photographers to not be lonely. But what that's doing is creating this comparison game on, on Instagram. And I'm just like, I'd rather you guys have real relationships yeah, with like, people in your industry. Like, unfollow every single photographer, unfollow them and add them to their email list. Make an e make a fucking book club, something, <laughs> yeah. you know, so you're not alone, a, a hobby list or, you but know, following like, them on Instagram isn't on Instagram. actually creating a relationship or them. a community. No, you're only hurting their algorithm because you're, <laughs> you're either dependent yes. on you sure you're going to double tap them or not. So you're fucking with their algorithm. Then you're comparing yourself. Then you're comparing yourself. And then if you're just interacting with other wedding photographers, what are you going to keep getting? Other wedding photography on your algorithm based on what you interact with. Yep. So unfollow and follow some shit you hobby. Like if you want to go into working out, start working out and then create a workout group and a workout email list with other photographers who are alone and then start doing workout routines with, with each other or keep each other accountable. Take it out of wedding photography and create real relationships yeah. and, and then do this in a real life situation, such as at an impact wedding summit or a vision quest, things along those lines. We're just trying to change and reframe this like story that we're told that I'm a wedding photographer. I should only like wedding photography. I should only like this and do, like, no, do you like normal other shit? Yes, you do. Talk about it. It's fine. Oh, that was good. John. Boom. Yeah. Killing it. So, um, there's more to come, I guess. If so, definitely uh, how, how can people get plugged into impact so they can learn all, all the news? The Instagram. So our Instagram, it's Impact Wedding Summit. Real simple. Can't believe it was available. Very happy. <laughs> I was, and, I was uh, actually it's... expecting an underscore Impact Wedding Summit. So yeah, exactly. How right. lucky though. We got it. Yeah. So uh, you know, we just did our first one. We were going to do one a year, and it serves a, a different purpose than Hustle and Flow, and that's why we created it. And trust me, the taking on the stress of running two very large brands and events was not in the in the plans works. for us, but we're really excited about it and we're going to systemize it so that we're not stretched. Hey, I think it, it's, and, uh, it's within the vision of what you're doing. And I think that's, what's important. Yeah, you're right. And it's something that accidentally happened, right? Don't you think well, so? And it's built to take on more than, I, I just feel like people hear hustle and flow and it's automatically towards wedding photographers. Mm -hmm. I know we're trying so hard to make hustle and flow at wedding creatives, but it's We've just, already branded so hard to the photographers. And that's who we speak to, yeah. but it can help anyone. So Impact Wedding I mean, Summit. If it makes here. you feel any certain way, no one's speaking to videographers. Oh, sorry. And I'm but one I, of them. You are a videographer. That's why I need you on Wait, there. But sometimes videographers think they have their own problems. Well, video, you know, like, videographers, A, we're not a very social group. We're, no. We're, we're, we're um, very technical. Well, I think that's, that's changing. It is changing. It is changing. But historically speaking, yeah, I think I always say photographer or videographers are about five years behind photographers. So they're just realizing, like, in order for me to sell my weddings, I actually should sell my personality a little bit too. But but, yes. but think about how you got into videography. We talked about this before. Like, yeah, photographers, the first thing to do is probably shoot a senior portrait, right? And then they shoot a small wedding. And then, and right, it's people, 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 people. Very beginning, right? It's interactions, interactions. Videographers probably either got asked to randomly show up somewhere and turn a camera on, shoot somebody's funeral, <laughs> or they came out of production. Yeah. You know, they came out of some very specialized industry, yeah. and they're like, "I need to make a little money on the side." They've never worked with people. They've never posed mm -hmm. a person in their life. Like the idea of right. posing someone—it's like you don't go on a movie set and pose people. Especially right. if you're the camera op, you're just standing there. 
rolling. I see what you're saying. And so like from that when you, your starting point as a videographer is you were a musician and you needed video for your band or like it was very utilitarian. And the starting point of photographer is almost always people. And I think we, we're trying to get these people to move into more like it is a people business. We need to be more like photographers. We need to be more like posing and more thinking about our like those interactions and Brand. being likable yep. and branding. But it just naturally attracts a techie crowd, and and I think their starting point is different. That being said, it's not good. We need to talk to them more. They need us. Videographers need help. They need relationships. They need this coaching. They need what you guys are doing. So, so I'm excited. I'll, I'll spread the gospel. Yeah, we'll be there, guys. Oh, and you know what's nice? We don't have that many videographers, but we have 2,500 photographers. That can refer you guys. Yes. That's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, I'll go just so they all know me. You know, I, you know what I told? There's two videographers at our last workshop in November, 130 people, two. Two. I looked at both of them. I said, if you're not you, you need to be networking right now yeah. to these 128 photographers that can refer you. Well, what a lot of videographers are doing in our community is like they're coming to Hustle & Flow and then selling their branding, video branding services. To all the photographers. To all the photographers. Yep. And they're making Oh, you want to white label me? I'll sell, I'll edit your videos. <laughs> Look. I'm, I'm, I mean, if I was a videographer, I would go to workshops I would go to just to market myself to all the other vendors. <laughs> Wedding photographers <laughs> are your actual best. They're your, one of your top three customers. Yes. Agreed. If you're a wedding, video, it, it goes like, brides, planners, venues, and then photographers. We get photographers. We probably do 40 weddings a year just off photographer referrals. Referrals. I that, didn't. I tell that to those two videographers. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Listen, you don't need to advertise. You got all your people right here. Just here. don't be fucking creepy. Don't don't get in their way, and then that's it." <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, but it's it, there's an ego thing there though, because the other side of our industry is like going, "Oh, we need to tell clients to value us just as much as photographer." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Why is that important to you?" Yeah, it's it's like anything. I feel like a lot of a lot of times videographers are like. Oh, well, the they, they create this tension and usually it's like, it can either be high tension or it can be, you know, high jelly where you're just gelling with this photography. It's one way or the other. Usually there's not really right. like a middle ground. Um, so it's like, you know, turn it into a win. It's pretty easy to turn it into oh. a win. Just figure out, you know, what we, we were, you know what I love about, yeah. sorry, sorry. Chalice. What I love about being a, you know what I love being a videographer at weddings mm -hmm. is, um, when it comes down to family portraits, I don't have to do a damn thing. I just walk oh, right yeah. away. Or, it's the best. Or, or people are like, hey, we need to find this person for a photo. I'm like, I'm video. Oh, sorry to bother you. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to be the lead person in command when I'm at a wedding day. When I'm You're not, so good at it, though. When, you want to when I'm photo and I feel like being in that and I'm being brought into that, sure. But, like, don't bring any unnecessary, unwarranted it's attention. It's not hard. I don't really understand how people are having so much conflict. Maybe it's like we've put ourselves in a position in our industry that we don't work with unprofessional people very often. So people we're working with are professional and they do a good job. So we don't have issues. I do understand when you're starting out, you will probably end up working with a lot of jabronis and you'll just have to deal with that. But I do. Yeah, it does. Get, that's where you learn. It does yeah. get better. It gets better, everybody. It does. At some point, at some point, it does get better. Hey guys, thank you so much for being on. Hopefully, everybody, you learned something. That was some deep cuts there. So, um, 
Uh, why don't you guys tell everybody where they can find you guys all around the gram and on your websites and how they can get involved if they want to give you some money to go to your things. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, basically, so so we're not one of those people that just sell, sell, sell. If you're trying to figure out a little bit more about us, um, you can go to hustleandflow.net and then up there will be a free webinar you can watch to get to know us and see what we offer. We have a, a free one-hour webinar on, on how to stop getting ghosted. Then aside from that, um, you can find us on Hustle and Flow Official on Instagram, Impact Wedding Summit, and then also thehansphoto.com is our wedding website. Yeah. That's so anything incredible. else? I need? No, that was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll find everything Don't on Hustle Don't forget it's Flow. Hustle and Flow Official because Hustle and Flow was changing. Right. I was going <laughs> to ask you, like, what, is, what about that movie inspired you so much? To... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it, it was the movie, I guess you could say in a sense, um, but the reason of the name was we wanted to help you how to hustle and then also how to systemize your work. Yeah, get in that flow. I love the name. I get it right away. So I, I, I didn't even think about the movie, to be honest, until... I it had nothing to do with the pimps and... I've never seen the movie, to be honest. So I don't even know. I have no point of reference. <laughs> Although they may be referenced once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> it was basically teaching you how to hustle and build a, a sustainable work. And you have that beautiful That's logo. Yes, thank you. All right, guys, have a wonderful day. Thank you guys so much for being on. Thank really, guys, it was awesome. Bye. Good touch. Bye, guys. Bye.